Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank you for joining us at the table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're with us this evening, and we are excited. We have a wonderful, wonderful podcast coming up uh, for so many reasons. Uh, well, I'm going to start with one of my main reasons, and that is, as you know, uh, my husband, Pastor Daryl, uh, again, I've uh, invited him, Chris. He accepted the invite. Yeah, I he, did. Cre- yeah. uh, he did. And so Handwritten. Had, yes, yeah. handwritten and uh, with apologies, you know, yeah. on those times when he doesn't feel like... Did you like... deliver it by a dove this time or was it... <laughs> yes, it was very spiritual, <laughs> yeah. very spiritual. But anyway, no, really the reason he came again was because we're having one of his favorite people on. Yes. And so he wanted to be here, but Daryl, I'm so glad that you come. And well, thank uh, you. You are uh, such a cheerleader. For at the table with Darlene and and uh, been coming, you're getting more regular than you used to be. You didn't show up for a long, long time, and Chris was like, "Yes, let's have Pastor." It's at the table with Darlene, not Daryl. Well, but we're still glad you came. I mean, lonely winter. Yes, lonely winter. (laughs) That's for sure. It was. Well, besides that, Chris was always surrounded by by girls and women, and he felt out of place. No, he's an RN, and he's used to women, and he didn't care. But I, I uh, thank you, Daryl, for being here this evening. And Chris, I can't say enough for you. Right across the table from Daryl, next to me is Chris Norman, which is our executive producer, and which is the one that just keeps saying, "Let's go forth." God is doing a wonderful thing here, and so we're excited about the podcast every week. And we hope that you are listening and that you will tell someone else about it. We're on Spotify and yes. iTunes, and. And uh, God share it is on using their Facebook us. page. Yes, share it on your Facebook page. And so uh, we thank you all for doing that. And uh, But we have this moment. If you got your coffee, uh, please drink it. You got your coffee, Chris. Did I we do. get you fixed up yes, right? If you hear tapping on the microphone, it's Pastor throwing his cup up and down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's as bad as me in the he first. He just blew somebody's speakers. He but. did. <laughs> We're really, we apologize for Pastor for that. Well, we have a guest that's sitting across the table that uh, from us. We're actually seeing him by FaceTime, and it's such a good friend, but a man of God that we uh, so much love and whom we appreciate, and that is none other than Danny Wormuth from Joplin Worship Center. Family in Worship Center. Family Worship Center. And I'll get it right eventually, Joplin, Missouri. Hi, Danny. Hey, it's so nice to be with you today. Thank you, Pastor Darlene, for the invitation. You know, sitting at the table with you and Daryl and also uh, this amazing uh, new man that I've met. Chris. Uh, to, yeah, Chris. Uh, I'm. What a delight to get to just share this time at the table and hear what God's doing uh, and what you're communicating to people who need to hear uh, a word of hope in these times that we live in. For sure. It's been an exciting time. It's been a hard time. You know, uh, we're living in a different time. Pandemic has meant so many different things to so many different people. And uh, so one of the things that we've been doing in the last few weeks is is trying to talk to different people from different walks of life and how that they have uh, what's been happening in their life. We had the sheriff and a lieutenant on a few uh, about three, four sessions ago and uh, shared, you know, 
because there are so many things going on in in that area with the police and different things that have happened. And and so we're trying our best to try to reach out. We've got some teachers lined up to come on real soon and get their perspective. But we wanted to hear from you, Danny, and, and hear what is happening in Joplin, Missouri, and what you are doing during this time of pandemic. How is us? Before you ask that question, can I just interject? Absolutely. Uh, we want to. We want everybody to know how Joplin Family Worship Center and how pastors uh, Dan and Cindy yes. have been so supportive of the missions work that you are involved in, yes. that we are oh, involved with, with women around the world. Uh, they have so been cute. to Georgia, Republic of Georgia, with us at least two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've wanted to go more, but because of situations, they couldn't couldn't get away. But uh, we've had such wonderful meetings when, when they are with us. He, people in Georgia love Pastor Dan and Pastor Cindy. Yes. And uh, when they couldn't go, they supported us. They oh give tremendous offerings uh, to help us make the trip and to uh, our expenses. And yes, thank you, thank you, Pastor, for the way that you've believed in Darlene and I. We love you and Cindy so much. Wish we could just do this uh, alive with uh, you know with you or here, here in our church with us today. I certainly wish I could be there too. I can tell you, anyone listening right now needs to understand that the success and um, the um, the amount of ministry that happens in these countries that you uh, both are going to is so significant that anyone that sows into that are going to see an amazing harvest. We have reaped a harvest from sowing into the vision that God gave the two of you. And my belief has always been, if I can't go, then I'm going to send. Yes. So if if I'm not if I'm not tagging along to assist in some way, then I'm definitely going to send seed to make sure that you're doing what you're called to do, and then that way I have harvest in what you're accomplishing. And boy, is the harvest rich! From uh, yes, what the yes. two of you are doing. Praise well, God. well it, thank you so much for believing in us and believing in the ministry. And every time we go and you're not with us, they ask, "Where is Pastor Dan? When is Pastor Dan mm-hmm. coming back?" And so you're loved by the people in. Republic of Georgia. Yes. Well, I think anywhere I go, if you're there, love is abounding. <laughs> the, the two of you have turned uh, such amazing uh, scenarios around. Where, um, oh, I just, I'm, I'm a cheerleader. I'm always going to be your cheerleader of Daryl and Darlene Rhodes. That's for sure. Yeah. This is not about us today. It's about that's it's about sure. Joplin. But thank you. Family thank worship you. Well, center. You, well, thank you for the question that you asked. And I can tell you that, you know, when the pandemic happened and started, uh, I think everybody was just looking for what is the way forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when the president asked us to do um, just kind of shelter in place, um, to trust that they would get answers. We would find a way forward. And my trust was certainly in the Lord and Uh, We were thinking in terms of how will this look? What will that look like? We do have the ability to do our services and put them online. And so I already knew that was a possibility for us. But you know and I know that part of being a shepherd is people want, they need that interaction with one another. And they certainly need the interaction with the pastors and pastoral team of any local church. Mm -hmm. And so I certainly was concerned about that. But we we did uh, follow the direction uh, that was given to us, and we sheltered. When I say sheltered in place, um, 
I would say I was at the church regularly as much as I normally would be. There was still business to do, kingdom business to accomplish, um, but we did not have in-person services. But we did have our worship team there. I did minister. We did continue to do online services. And then when we were allowed to come back together, uh, we did social distancing in the sense that our space is large enough people could set as far apart from one another as they wanted uh, and there were people who uh, wore masks and there were some who did not our local church sets in the county and so our the city municipality of Joplin had put some uh, requirements on people to wear masks um, and they had phase one phase two phase three and phase four in phase one obviously only 25 percent of people could even um, once the initial uh, sheltering in place was lifted then about 25 percent of people could get into a restaurant or somewhere like that i noticed that walmart was always still jam-packed full mm-hmm. of people right um, for sure and uh, my concern certainly was for the mom and pop shop um, and how do they how do they succeed you know during that time um, and we as a congregation made a decision that we would just give people space they could come and go keep the distance that they needed but then they could have the in-person experience we had people who have uh, immune systems that right. are um, challenged or um, I don't know how else I might describe it, but some who have immune systems who, from either previous medical conditions, that they still wanted to be in church, but they wore a mask. And so we believe that it's important to love one another. And if I love you and you're wearing a mask, then I'm going to respect that space sure. because you have to be a steward of your body and your health and your family. So we thought it was really important uh, since we're Americans and we have a citizenry and we have a wonderful constitution and we have these amazing um, bill of rights that gives us privileges and rights. We thought it was important for people to be able to gather when they wanted to for worship, but give spacing Mm -hmm. and be safe. And so we've done that uh, throughout this period of time. And I can tell you that there were people... um, people who have thrived through this process, but there are many who really needed the in-person worship experience to happen right, again. Right. They, they needed to be together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found that to be true also. Yes. So, uh, when did you go back? Uh, when were you able to gather back into your sanctuary? We decided uh, Mother's, Mother's Day. Was Mother's Day May, I think it was Mother's Day or the week before Mother's Day, uh, we started back. We just did the initial, was it three weeks that they asked us to, three or four weeks that they asked us to, you know, be separated, so we did. And although the local municipalities were still encouraging people to stay home, because we're in the county, we were afforded some privileges that others were not um, and came back together. And we have congregations that still have not gotten back together and some who are very limited mm-hmm. uh, the region. Some of them have primarily elderly uh, members mm-hmm. and so I think they're just trying to be cautious and safe for them. And I have young people and older people, seniors and millennials, who are yet to return. They're still participating in worship online mm-hmm. and then everyone in between there as well who are here mm-hmm. um, 
The Farmers to Family program that the president signed an executive order for, that was that program to keep food um, moving from the farmer to the warehouser the, and to get it to, through the truckers and into locations for delivery. That and started... Tell uh, us yeah, why you got involved in that. We got involved in that. And so um, it really required that we had... We had to have interaction with people, interaction with other pastors and, and communities of faith and churches and then other agencies uh, within our community. So we have actually served through phase one and phase two, which is coming to a close now in August, and then we will serve in phase three as well. And we're now up to serving um, right at 38 to 4,200 families a week uh, in that programming. So. Distancing is relative to um, those congregation leaders or you know workers coming and picking up those supplies. Those semi trucks come to us, and then we do a distribution to them. They take it to their locations and distribute it to the families. So um, we've had people who've been very active, serving, uh, engaged in the community um, the entire time, while we've also respected those who really needed to keep a distance uh, so that they could steward their health. We believe their assignment on the earth is important and they need to stay here. So we didn't want to jeopardize them in any way. Now, Dan, you had uh, uh, 18 wheelers coming into your parking lot and they were unloaded from their 18 wheelers uh, into your 18 wheelers or the trailers that the 18 wheelers pull that you have. You have several of those on your property. And so you are actually... Uh, holding that stuff in refrigeration, refrigerated uh, trailers, isn't that correct? Correct. We use. We had. There was a gentleman who, during our tornado time, he really helped us. We have six different. Um, actually, we have twelve semi trailers on the wow. property now, uh, and we bought several from him, and he loaned us numerous ones. But during this particular time of uh, farmers to family. What he did is brought over some uh, refrigerator trucks that we could use to keep those that produce uh, for any length of time. And, you know, some of that produce also, we got cheese and, and dairy products and milk. So um, we, we got our first semi-load that was about um, 24 pallets of either produce and or milk and dairy. Uh, and that was for two weeks. And then after that, we started getting two uh, trucks a week. Um, and then a month ago, it began to be three trucks. And then this Tuesday, it's four semis a week. Wonderful. So that, that gentleman really, he's, he helped us again just, just to be able to say yes to what the Lord was calling mm-hmm. us to do uh, and to serve them. So tomorrow, we will have 50... 152 agencies who will arrive on Tuesday uh, to pick up their the produce and take it to their locations. And then uh, 12 more of those agencies uh, on Wednesday and Thursday will come. And some of them uh, are feeding hundreds of families and some of them are feeding just two or three. In fact, you know Dr. Chapel, yes. a, a wonderful leader uh, and a pastor to pastors, a bishop for many years. Him and his wife will show up in their van and pick up enough food for 12 families and then go deliver mm. to them. And they're in their mid to late 80s. Yeah, and yeah. The, their families in their 20s. Uh, just because you can't keep a good pastor down, 
You know what I'm saying? They're serving. In fact, I have found a a lot of um, elderly saints who are very committed to making sure that people have groceries. And this Farmers to Family program is, is fresh produce. So even while we're in the midst of pandemic, we have seen that um, hope hope is very important. And I've seen people who have, who have behaved hopelessly. And if you call them back to hope and show them that there is an assignment in this moment, there have been many silver linings in this process. Yeah. Feeding it be right now to feed 3,800 families in a week. That's beautiful. That's that's amazing. One pastor uh, told me last week that he he's new to his church. He's only been with his church for uh, I think two months, and they he told me how many they had run. It was a small amount of people, and he said since they started doing the food distribution, they've already doubled in size, (laughs) and they've never been that size of a church and. So I was so excited to see that, you know, if you feed somebody, their heart is open to hear the good news about what Jesus could do for their soul while you've met a very physical need for their body and their family. Well, if you remember when Jesus was on the earth, he was always feeding people. Always. Always. Yeah. He did so in the midst of crisis, pandemics. He, you know... um, Rome was a, a real threat to the Jewish people. They were severely concerned, and yet Jesus just thrived in the midst of his assignment. Mm-hmm. He, and I think we're called to learn to thrive in the middle of it. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I can identify with a person who is afraid, but I just can't leave them there. We, we yeah. keep pointing to hope. There's a lady in my church. She's 85. Um She's 84, excuse me. I want to say it right. Get it right, Danny. Um, she was, she's 84. She was uh, five years old when um, Pearl Harbor happened. Her dad was in Pearl Harbor and uh, the attack. She remembers the aircraft flying overhead and dropping bombs. Uh, and she's here uh, in our congregation, and she comes to pick up groceries on Saturdays and take it out she to people. She'll knock on a door, and I the people... It. She'll say, is there anything I can pray for you about? And they'll say, no, go away. And then she says, well, I've got groceries. Oh, come on in. It's amazing how initially they don't want a religious person, but the moment she says she has groceries, they invite her in. And she's just a little old lady. She comes in, she gives them the groceries, and then she'll say, now, are you sure there's nothing we can pray about? Oh, yes, please pray with me about this. Uh, just some groceries, fresh fruits and vegetables. Open the door, trust is established, and somebody wants to hear that somebody cares enough to pray with them. The man, re- she just told me of a man who received Jesus just simply because of groceries that were being given. And it met his physical need, and then his spiritual need was met too. I just think you and I, uh, as we're looking at this pandemic. We just have to say, Lord, what is the opportunity in the yes, moment? Amen. Show the love of Christ. Yes. We've heard sure. people say that the greatest, uh, there's people that are being attacked with fear more than they are the actual uh, pandemic itself. And that's the greatest thing that uh, the enemy's trying to propagate, I think, is is the fear. And I'm re- I'm reminded in Psalms 91 where where. God promises 
And this is the Old Testament, and we're under a much better covenant today in the New Testament. And the Old Covenant said that that he will rescue you from every trap of the enemy. He will protect you against any deadly curse. This is the Passion Translation. It says his arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. And, and you can run under his covering. We just need to be reminded of, of the protection that God gives us. says he will not, uh, you will not have to worry about an attack uh, of demonic forces at night. You will not have to fear a spirit of darkness coming Amen. against you. Do not fear a thing. Yes. And, and he goes on and says, even in a time of disaster, when thousands and thousands are dying, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. What a promise from the Word of God that we have yes. that uh, that was under the old covenant. Yes. Yeah. So th- those promises of God are are yes and amen. Yes. Amen. And then here is Jesus bringing even a further expression of that. And I'm I'm just reminded that the whole purpose why we're here today it's you know at the table with Darlene, mm-hmm. and it was at the table with Alice. She was able to share groceries, and their heart was open, and they mm-hmm. were willing to the love of God because someone showed them a very natural love by showing them groceries you know um, fresh produce and fruits and vegetables I, I believe once again that the very purpose of this podcast is to bring people to the table share a cup of coffee have have some you know have a bite to eat and our hearts become open what is it that God wants to do yes. in this moment in the midst of the pandemic yes we can see that the glory of God is manifesting, and he's drawing Amen. people to it. Amen. And I think it speaks to individuals, as individuals, what do we have in our hand that we can use? What can we do? Because every person has something. Yes. And if they'll take that something and give yes. it to someone else and share or share yes. it with someone else, uh, it, it's what brings hope. And, and instead of all the negative, negative, negative propaganda that's been going on, as if America has no hope, we are in one of the most hopeful times ever. If we will see what God is doing and the way that he is swinging this thing, the pendulum really is swinging the right way if we will catch a glimpse and a hope of, of what he's doing. And we will start having that attitude one with another. And the listener that's listening may say, I don't have a church. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I don't have the money. I don't have this and that. But you just talked about a little 85-year-old woman that is going out. And, well, maybe she doesn't have someone to give her a whole lot of something to take, like you are able to provide that. But possibly there's somebody that's sitting out there that has something they can share with someone else. You know, take yeah. it from their own table. Sometimes we have to take from our own table to give to others. We do. And, yes, and, we do. And you start giving from your own table, paying it forward in this time, and give hope to people. I believe that it turns around this whole nation. I mean, Danny, what God has given you and Cindy... Uh, the mandates you know we're going to hopefully if you'll stay over with us for the second session we're going to go back we're going to go way back to when uh, it was crises in your life and in your in your ministry and and how God said just say yes to me and I'll begin to give you something to use 
And yes. so that that's we're going to go backwards with this today a little bit. But I wanted everyone to hear what is happening in this pandemic with a church that if they'll take time, because see, I want them to come back for session two. They, they're going to get a little bit of a glimpse here in session one of how God is using a group of people. But yes, he's using you exponentially today. But the thing of it is, you started with nothing, mm-hmm. and God, mm-hmm. but except saying, okay, God, you can use us. God just say, will you let me use, and let me will, just dismantle everything you've got, everything that you thought or hoped and dreamed for. And God turned all that around. And so today we're in a pandemic. And here it is. The Oh, my goodness. Uh, there was uh, the building blocks were, were made yes. several years ago. And yes. now here today, it's a natural, normal thing that these big semi trucks would be pulling in to Joplin Worship Center. Yeah, and, and you have become a distribution center. You are totally, yes. it's amazing. The favor and love of God. And, and, and the city of Joplin knows who whose you are and who your people are. They the know that we're us. willing to yes. say yes to their need. Yes. Get this. So our son, who's a youth pastor, also works in uh, mental health. He's a counselor mm-hmm. and a therapist. And uh, I told him, I'd like your counselors that you work with to be able to come and get some of these groceries. And he said, well, what about their clients? They're having to do house visits with clients. Can we take food to them? I said, of course. And so they begin coming on the same Tuesdays. Uh, and they pick up groceries and take it to six different counties wow. where they go to visit That's these cool. children that Isn't they that have, cool. that they're in, you know, care for. They have a um, case management over. And so now we have six counties, including Joplin in Jasper County, where we're at, five other counties, that then these caseworkers go out to visit those families and are able to take food to them who are at-risk families and at-risk children. And so as we partnered with this particular organization, the Ozark Center and um, Will's Place and what they're doing, now those individuals who have maybe not had a good experience with the church or with Christians are finding out that there are those who call themselves Christian who believe that we're here to empower them to do what they do. And I respect what they do. I want them to do it successfully, take these groceries and minister to a physical need. Um, they were earning, it's our friend Keith um, O'Neill used to say, uh, earn community credibility Good. without compromise. Yeah. So we don't compromise our message of the gospel, but we you have to earn community credibility. You have to do that by serving. Yes. And as you mentioned, we learned to say yes, even when we had no idea where um, the, the supply or the resource would come from. Just one more quick note along the line of this testimony. The man who helped us all those years during disaster relief, as well as has been helping us recently, just about a week and a half ago, passed away. Mm. And um, when they went looking for family, they found a son that had, he had been estranged from living um, in North Dakota. He came down to settle his father's estate, and um, one of his father's friends who was helping him around to figure out what his father's estate was, his property and his equipment, began to tell him the story about how his dad had been helping this church 
all the years through disaster relief, and even now with the refrigerator trucks. And so he drove by, and he saw what we were doing on Tuesday. I didn't meet him. He just drove by and looked at it back and forth throughout the day. And then he come to meet me on Wednesday so we could settle up what would he like me to do, get our things out of the trucks to give them back. We figured when I heard that he was here, he would want us to settle up and him get his dad's you know equipment. So I told him the story of all that his dad had done, and then he looked at me and said, we don't want the equipment to go anywhere. We're going to give you all the trailers so that you can wow. continue to do yeah. it. Wow, Can we cool. just take a praise break? <laughs> thank you, yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I mean, that is, that's just God. That's beautiful. Well, Darlene, if we will say yes mm -hmm. and then be faithful and steward, yes. we, we stewarded this man's equipment. When, when the refrigerator trucks break down, I don't expect him to come fix it. We, would, we paid for a man mm -hmm. to come repair it and keep it going. So we kept his equipment in better condition than it was when it came to us. And because of that testimony, then the son realized it was important wow. to uh, keep that his father's legacy serving the community. Praise I'm just God. saying Praise to your God. listeners today, Praise just God. say yes to the smallest thing yes. and watch what God will do to empower you to continue to serve the Lord in whatever it is. And it might it might just simply be be an entrepreneur and put people to work mm -hmm. in the midst of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Be a businessman and woman. Mm -hmm. And get people working so that they can have success in life. Yes. That's right. Amen. So good. I That just excites me, Chris. What do you think about that? I mean, isn't that powerful? It, it reminds me of the story of Joseph when God gave him the vision that there was going to be famine. And he said yes and started preparing and warning. And then when the famine hit, Joseph was there for, for Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, we, we don't know for sure, but I'm sure it changed the whole impact of... Uh, Joseph's God to all those people and it's the same thing I mean God's truth continues to move that way yes. I agree Chris yes. uh, the relationship that we had with this gentleman for all those years and his own son did not have a relationship with his dad but when his son got here and saw his father's legacy mm -hmm. he decided I want my father's legacy to continue I agree we were we were made ready for the day of disaster and had no idea that all we needed to do was say yes to the plan of God. Mm -hmm. Chris, that's a beautiful a biblical principle yes. right there is the life of Joseph yes. in this moment as we look at the pandemic. Yes, it is. It's so true. Have you noticed that churches are thriving? Yes. Uh, our, our church is not. We're, some weeks we have had obviously less than normal. We have people who are online. We actually are ministering to more people with our online congregation and the in-house congregation than we were previously. Mm -hmm. yes. People remain faithful. Mm -hmm. I have people who have always stayed faithful throughout this entire time. Yes. In fact, I would oh. say that from our reports is that there's been increase in the giving. People have just said, we're we're going to touch the world. Oh, and they know that sure. we, we've not missed a single offering to a missionary. We've not missed a single commitment. We've... Yeah. It, it's just been increased time. In fact, we've given more to missions uh, during the pandemic than we have previously, which tells which me... Which says a lot, because you guys are yes. amazing givers. Because we know the Word of God yes, says, if I can't go, Amen. then I'm going to send. Amen. If I, if I can't go into that place, then I'm going to send a missionary. So 
We've just taken on three new missionaries, four new missionaries during pandemic. Instead of uh, limiting or shrinking, uh -huh. we've actually added. Uh -huh. um, God doesn't we, shrink. He doesn't, he doesn't shrink. shrink. He does no. not. He, We're he, the only ones that draw back. Yes, he does not draw back. He pushes forth True. in all ways, and it, it's, it's so good. Uh, Darlene told me last week that she read a statistic where 60-something uh, 60 percent of churches had a higher uh, income during this mm -hmm. several weeks of pandemic, uh, higher than, than before. And that's, you know, that's probably close to two-thirds mm -hmm. doing better than they were before. Yes. Was true. I, I believe it. Uh, most of my friends have told me they've either stayed the same or they've done mm -hmm. better. I've, I've only had, it's a far less amount. I would say less than 20% of the people I've talked to have said they did not get as much or have as much. Mm -hmm. They had any kind of struggle at all. Uh, most of them I've spoke to have all indicated they did just fine or they increased. Well, so that's what we, we have made. seen miraculous turnaround. And you know the walk yeah. that we have been on the last few years. Yes. And God is just, it's been amazing. Just been amazing, Danny. Been amazing. So I want to say that I believe that when a pandemic comes, um, we have to remember the principle that Chris just brought up about Joseph. Yes. So there was seven years of abundance, but that was not the best increase for Egypt. Egypt actually increased more in the pandemic, in the seven years of famine, because the entire known world was coming to them for food. They had enough food to sell, and Pharaoh became extraordinarily wealthy yes. because was able to sell grain when no one else had grain to live he had grain to spare and that is when egypt became its most thriving most financially blessed was in pandemic yes. and that's why this is that moment when he just shared that story about joseph i believe that this prophetically is the time for the church yes. not to draw back amen like some, but we are to launch Amen. out into the deep and Amen. let the shoreline go before I get no, darling sink. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. We it's always get blessed. Time. My goodness, what a good word and what a good time that we've had. And and I believe that the listeners are going to want to hear more because Danny, there's a deep well there. And every time, you know, we've said this so much because God, it's a rare relationship that we all have. And every yes. time we get together, all of us with Cindy and the four of us get together, it's like a drink of fresh water from the yes. well that we get. And I thank God for that. And I believe that the listeners are, are going to be uh, drinking from that. They're going to begin to say, God, what do you want me to say yes to? Yes. You know, all of my life, Danny, I've thought I was saying yes to God. I was doing my very best, but boy, the revelation that I got when you preached that message on Just Say Yes, when you used your testimony, uh, and we're going to talk about your testimony here uh, when we come back in the second session, but it's something just revelation came to me. And I began to say yes to God. That's why. And when you handed me that little brown book and you said, it's time to write your story. Yes, I is. mean, it was just the most amazing thing. Uh, I was thick-headed. God had to say it several times. And, and But when you handed me that book, it didn't need to be said anymore. Yeah. 
I knew that God had said, darling, this is it. And, and so it's amazing what God does. And the listeners, I believe they're listening. And God is just waiting for some people to say yes. Pandemic has nothing to do with it. Because Doesn't. it all has to do with our obedience and our willingness to say yes to God. And Chris, you and Jessica are saying yes to some huge things right now mm-hmm. in the middle Thank of you. pandemic. Oh my goodness, the challenges that you are just stepping forth uh, in. Do you real quickly, can you just, I mean, what, I don't know what you would want to share, but just real quickly, how God has pushed you in this pandemic. Oh yeah, I mean... That's one of the things I was about to say earlier is I feel like God is using this situation to push everybody, and I see him pushing churches especially to push into new opportunities and push into comfort, out of comfort zones and um, out of mediocrity in a lot of churches, mm-hmm. actually, to get into the technical age and that sort of thing. But, I mean, and us personally, we, I mean, which I don't like to talk he about He doesn't like doing, to talk about but, himself, but it's a testimony. I mean, our... Uh, facility and we own a screen printing shop and a marketing company and um, a women's boutique and that sort of thing. We're growing from a 2,000 square foot facility to a 13,000 square foot facility, which is all terrifying, but it's like if God, that's my wife and even the people that work for us now, is like if God's calling us to do this, if He's opening up these doors, then we've got to jump for it. And the other mindset that I have about it too, if God is taking care of us right now in this situation, that when we're in that out of this season of famine, which it is for a lot of businesses, that it should be insane. So, yeah, yeah, amen. And I remember the day that I sat across from you and Jessica, and you began to share your vision of what God was speaking to you about this city because they love the city of Farmington. Yeah, our heart is for the city. This, the their heart is for it, and as God began to speak to them my spirit really leaped within me. And then to watch them, they're running toward it. And God is just, I mean, we're watching with our eyes the expansion. I mean, it's just happening before our eyes. And uh, so that's hope for anybody out there that's listening. And God's put a dream in their heart. We want people to dream, and we want them to have hope and to believe God in this time and not let it be the negative drain because you can't back down no we cannot back down just because there's situation life is always going on and it always has situations so thank you for being on with us today we are so thankful and danny i'm going to ask you to pray for the listeners and pray for those that uh maybe today just need that hope and have and they're saying i don't know what I, what can i give what can i use what can i do but i believe god's going to speak to some people as you pray father i thank you so much that in the most um, troublesome season of my life in a time when i was hopeless and struggling you visited me you brought hope again Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You showed me how to look into the realm of your goodness and see once again that which I had lost sight of, your love, your faithfulness, your abounding grace that empowers us to succeed and to thrive. There is nothing... neutral or static about you you are dynamic and lord i thank you 
that hope prevailed and I came out of the dark night of my soul. And when the time came, I was able to embrace your purpose and your plan with a yes. And so, Lord, I'm asking that the listeners even now would see and know and hear that you are talking to them. Even as Chris and his wife said yes to your purposes and you gave them vision beyond what they could do. We know it's a plan from you and it's bigger than I could do myself. And so, Lord, even now in this moment, let the spirit of the entrepreneur arise. Father, let these moms and dads, these Mm -hmm. young moms and dads and these older moms and dads just say yes Yes. again to the purposes of God. It is not too late. Now is the time. Your word said today is the day of salvation. Save us from ourself. Save us from our doubt. Save us from our indecision and give us again a picture of your goodness for you said the goodness of the lord in the land of the living Mm -hmm. in your work and so today we believe that hope is rising Mm -hmm. and i believe that people will find themselves to be more prosperous spiritually solically physically socially and financially i call for increase Mm -hmm. i call for ideas to be birthed Mm -hmm. and the right networking to happen lord i thank you that chris is going to help a bunch of people Mm -hmm. be able to communicate their vision thank you for his skill sets that he has i even ask that he would be uh, empowered with the networking so that these individuals can get together Mm -hmm. and see a thriving in this day and may farmington be filled with such the glory of the lord that people driving through will say i've got to move here what is it about this community that your glory would fall upon them and they would know it and wherever they are from the north the south and the east and the west listening to this podcast tonight or today, or in the mm-hmm. middle of the day, wherever they are, in that moment, it's a mm-hmm. Kairos moment yes. for them. And mm-hmm. I call that the spirit of fear is broken yes, off your life. And that all of that concern, will I make it, will I survive, mm-hmm. is answered with a God <laughs> is yet good. Yes. And he will fulfill his purpose in you. So hope, spirit of hope, yes. arise. Holy Spirit, come and reveal the very nature of our loving God. Reveal the very face of Jesus to them. And may they see that there is a plan for their life today. And we say a resounding yes, yes. yes. plan and the yes. purposes of God. Amen. Lord, give me a yes. Hodge Twins anointing with a yeah. And yes. we say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Dan, on our next session, you're going to share with us about May 22nd, 2011, a storm that changed the destiny of Joplin Family Worship Center. Yes. We're so excited Amen. to hear that next testimony. Yes. And until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts, listeners. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.